Welcome to Church Unfiltered with Dr. Anthony Cobbs, a leadership podcast brought to you by Breakthrough Ministry Consulting. Hey, welcome to another episode of Church Unfiltered. This is the podcast that is powered by Breakthrough Ministry Consulting, where we seek to help pastors and church leaders find the answers to questions that they are really asking. Well, this is season two. We are in season two. This is episode 41. And we are doing what we have done over the course of a couple of episodes through season one. We are having listeners questions. We are going to have listeners questions. We have three questions that we are going to tackle on today. And then we will seek to give the answers to our listeners from even all over the country as people submit questions in. If you have a question that you ever want us to answer, we'll try to do it in a future episode. Submit your question to info at breakthroughonline.org. That's info at breakthroughonline.org. We are going to do our very best to find your question, to see your question and try to get it into a future episode. If you want to go back and listen to any of the episodes that we have that were listeners questions, you can find those episode 15 and episode 25 that is found in season one. You can go back. Those are listeners questions, some great questions from all over the country as people are trying to seek out answers to questions that they are really asking. So we have three questions. We have three questions on today. And um, again, we want to just try to we want to strive to answer these questions the best way we can. And so let's dive right in. Let's dive right in to our content. Question number one. Question number one. I have. Okay, this is a question from a minister that is in the Texas area. I have many gifts. I have many gifts. How do I know which to maximize in what season? How do I know what to, which to maximize in what season? So this young minister is saying that he has many gifts and trying to figure out what gifts to use in what season. Well, let me just say this. The answer to your question in a nutshell is really found in your question itself when you say, in the season that you are in. It's really important for you to understand what season you are in, even before using the gifts that you have, uh, making sure that you are using the gifts that are appropriate to the season that you are in. So first and foremost, you need to understand what season that you are in. Let me give this to you in, in this simple manner, and we can talk about this on another episode in more detail. But I believe that in ministry and in, in most things that we pursue, there are three different areas, three different seasons that we find ourselves in. And I want to use as a metaphor, the seed, the seed. First and foremost, there is the planting season, the planting season in which a seed is taken. It is planted into the ground. We could even suggest that there is a season even prior to that, the tilling of the ground, if you will. But we'll start with the planting season. The planting season is which when a seed is taken and it is planted into the ground, the seed then becomes invisible. You don't see the seed, but then a process is taking place underground that is changing the very course and the very nature of that seed. There are some things that die in that seed and as some things are being birthed. Now, why is that significant to this to this answer? Because if you are in a planting season, 
there are some things that we won't be able to see some things that are inside of you, some gifts that are inside of you, some talents and abilities that you have that are inside of you that during that season are not visible. The reason that they're not visible is because there may be some things that God is doing in your personal life internally that is helping you to prepare for a different type of season. For instance, there may be some things that need to die in your life. If the Lord wants to use you and you want to be used by the Lord, there may be some things that he is dealing with you on to make sure that when it is your time, when it is time for you to shine bright, that you are not hindered by something internal, some internal flaw, some integrity issue, some character flaw. And so there may be a season. Some of us, those who may be listening to this podcast, you might be in a season, a planting season in which the things that God has placed inside of you are not visible yet. But that does not mean that they are dormant. That does not mean that they are ineffective or inactive. It is just not time yet. And perhaps God is preparing you or getting something out of you in order to use you. But then what begins to happen, even underground, that there is something that is birthed in underground and that becomes a little seedling. And then we go into another season. So that little that thing, that little seedling, that thing that is birthed in you, it could be that there's an idea, there's a concept, there is a ministry direction that God is trying to get you to focus in on or shaping in your life. And that happens. That happens during a planting season. Why is that significant? That's significant because sometimes what can happen is that we can try to jump seasons. And instead of us taking advantage of the planting season that gives us opportunity to get some things right in our lives, to make sure that our focus is right, make sure our families are taken care of, make sure things, make sure any character flaws are dealt with, are addressed and dealt with. Instead of doing that, we want to shine bright. We want to we want to grow and we want to we want to shine. But God has us in a planting season. It could be. That there is a season that you are being planted and the reason that your gifts are not being utilized fully is because God is doing something with you internally or doing something with you as an individual. Then the second thing is that little seedling, that little seed then begins to grow into a little seedling, a little sprout. If you've ever seen, you've ever walked past the garden or something like that, you see little, you see little sprouts that are coming up out of the ground. They're visible, but they are growing. They're visible, but they are growing. That's a growing season. A season of growing is when you are developing those gifts. You are developing who you are. You're developing those things and sharpening who you become, who you are to become. And so um, you might walk past that little seedling and those to the untrained eye. We may not even know what you are. And it could be that you are in the season that you are practicing, you are practicing ministry, you are practicing being a leader, becoming a leader, you are practicing being a better church member, a better person just in general. And we don't even know what you are yet, yet. You just, you look like a seedling, you look like, okay, this is, this is something growing, but what is it? 
And it could be that the Lord is allowing you opportunity to learn and grow and get exposed. Here's the thing. What happens to that little seedling in order for it to grow? It needs the exposure to the sun. And so here's what I want to suggest to you, to this person who asked that question. Get as much exposure to the sun as O-N as as you can get exposure to the sun. And in other words, learn as much as you can. Maybe this growing season is a time for you to go to school. It's a time for you to 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 sharpen certain presentation skills or take get certain certifications or whatever the case might be. It is a growing season. It is time for you to gather as much as you can soak up as much as you can information and and get as much as you can during that season. Don't try to skip ahead because sometimes we try to skip ahead. Let's say, for instance, a young minister skips that season and says, hey, I'm going to start pastoring. But they skip that growth, that development season, and then they try to do it while pastoring. Somebody listening to me knows exactly what I'm talking about. There wasn't an opportunity for you to grow. You, you have on the job training and now it's a struggle because now you are the pastor and everyone expects you to. The buck stops with you, but you didn't have a chance to develop as a leader. You didn't have to develop as an administrator and all those different things. And so while you have a chance, those who are listening, while you have a chance to go through a growth season, soak up as much as you can do what you need to do. Get your education, get certifications, get different, get as get as much as you can handle and then get ready for that third season. That third season is a harvest season. So that little seedling seedling grows and it becomes whatever it is, whether it's a a corn stock or whether it's a tree. I don't know. Whatever it is, it becomes what it is purposed to be, what it was intended to be. And so when it becomes that, then it becomes indispensable because it begins to provide whatever it is. If that was if that seed that tree started off as a seed, it becomes a tree. Now it provides shade or it provides a nest for birds, the birds to fly around and and to plant and to have babies. It becomes indispensable. It becomes something. Okay. So in that, in that season, it could be that now you are stepping into a season where you say, you know what, that's what God was doing with me. There's nothing like that. This is kind of a long answer to it, but I just wanted to make sure that I answered that. You have to understand the season that you're in. And when you understand the season that you're in, then you can maximize your gifts and not jump ahead. If you're in a season of you're in a season of planting right now, it is okay for you all your gifts not to show. Make sure that you are just operating in whatever gifts is needed for that season. If you're in a growth season, Continue to get exposed to new things. Try new things. Try some stuff out. Make the mistakes that you can early on so that you can learn from them. And then when you are in a harvest season, people expect a level of maturity. They expect you to have experience and then you will be able to operate differently. The key to this answer, don't jump seasons. Just because you're gifted does not mean that your gift is designed for that season. It's like trying to wear a winter coat in the summer. It's the wrong clothing for the wrong season. All right, let's go on to the next question. Next question is this. What do I do if I really don't want to go back to church when it reopens? Oh, my. What a question. What do I do 
if I really don't want to go back to church when it reopens. Of course, at the time of this recording, we are hopefully entering into a post pandemic uh, time frame. Hopefully um, the vaccine is out and all of those things and people are being vaccinated. But church, many churches are still closed. Many churches are starting to look at opening up, but many are still closed. But people are preparing to return. So this person, this person asked the question, which is a question that comes from California. What do I do if I really don't want to go back to church when it reopens? I'm just going to say it this way. I understand what you are saying. I understand the question. Because just because church is reopening doesn't mean that people are mentally and emotionally ready to return. Why do I say that? Because it is, you know, old research said that it takes like 21 days to develop a habit. Actually, newer research suggests that it takes more like 50 days, 56 days that to develop a habit. Friends, at the time of this recording, we are we are at the one year mark, the one year mark of being out of church. That means that we have had opportunity to develop the habit of not being in church. We have developed the habit of not being in church. Why is that so significant? It's so significant because returning to church is going to be a reprogramming of the church member's mind. You have to literally get your mind ready for I have to get up, get dressed, drive to to church. Then I have to social distance at least for a while. I have to be mindful of my health and the health of others and and try to worship as well. When watch this, when you have gotten used to watching church online and it's good. Once, once upon a time, once upon a time when we were highly active in person in church, I remember people saying the, that people who stay at home and watch church online uh, shame on them and, and shun and people were shunning them for staying at home and watching church online. Now we understand what some of them were talking about. Some of them would say some of the people that watch online or didn't come to church. Hey, I don't need to come. I don't need to attend church for me to be able to worship the Lord. I don't need to attend church in person for me to be a good Christian. And we would say, oh, no, you know, forsake not the assembly. You need to come to church. You'd, we would say that. But look at what has happened for a year. We weren't even allowed to do that. And aren't we good Christians? Aren't we believers? Aren't isn't our faith intact? So how is it that we can condemn them? But that's exactly what happened to us. Here's the here's the consequence to that one year of being out of church. And now we have to reprogram ourselves. We have to think how in the world are we going to get back? I just want to suggest to this person. You are not alone. <laughs> you are not alone. There are many people. I did a non-scientific uh, survey. I asked about 20 people uh, that are part of our church ministry and, and a couple of people that were outside of, you know, hey, how are you feeling about returning to church? How are you feeling about going back into the church? I want to tell you something. I would say 95 percent of those people said that they're not ready. Or they don't really care. What an interesting, interesting thing to hear. Because I was I asked a variety of ages, a variety of backgrounds, people who are highly committed. I asked staff members. There are people who are not ready to return. So just keep in mind, you are not alone. 
And here's the second thing. Your feelings don't hurt God's feelings. Please keep in mind that just because you don't want to go back to church, don't think that God is going to get you or something is wrong with you or something is going to happen to you. I'm not advocating that you don't, but I'm saying don't think that there's something harmful about that. You just need to make sure that you examine and understand your your feelings, where you are. Why do you feel like you don't want to return to church? If I could ask a follow up question to this person, it would be that. Why do you feel like you don't want to go? Is it because you are afraid of covid? Is it is it the fear of that? Understandable. We understand that. We recognize that. But if you can safely go to church, would you still go? Is it because here here's something that I want pastors to hear? The reason that some people are not going back to church is because they saw the true colors of that church. And here's what I mean by that. No one ever reached out to them. No one ever checked on them. No one ever saw anything about them. The only thing that they heard from them was we need we need more resources or we need you to keep giving or whatever the case might be. And so instead of being loved or feeling loved by the church, they felt abandoned by the church. So that's one of the reasons why some people won't even come back. Another reason why some people won't come back to church or feel hesitant to come back to church is because they have discovered other ministries that resonate with them more than the one they attended. I know pastors. I know that that's tough to swallow that. We don't want to hear that one. But they have discovered because they've been able to see all these various ministries all over the world. They have found ministries that resonate with them more than the one that they attended. Now, remember what I just said, how we condemn people who watched online. But now all of us are online for the most part. And so there there could be people who won't return because they now have a pastor that is in Oklahoma or they have a pastor that is in Dallas or they have a pastor that is in New York that they feel that person is speaking directly to my life. And so I think it's important for us to understand that and understand that there will be people who will not come back. I I encourage you to go back and listen to episode 17 of Church Unfiltered. We we did an episode called What If They Don't Come Back? And we gave some additional reasons why people won't come back. That's episode 17 of Church Unfiltered. So to that person who doesn't feel like coming back, that person that is saying that, I, I, I want you to know you are not alone. And I want you to know that your feelings don't hurt God's feelings. He knows your heart. He knows where you are. He knows what's going on with you. He knows what's happening with his church. He knows that. But then the last thing I would say to that person, the last thing I would say to that person is you, you have to make sure that you continue to develop as a disciple. Even if you don't go back to that church and I'm not saying don't, I think it's important for us to gather as believers. Um, It's important for us to do that. Although I will have an episode. I'm going to have a few friends on and we're going to talk about that. You know, what does that look like? What does that mean even for digital membership and discipleship? But you have to remember that you have you, you have to keep working on your discipleship, developing as a disciple. 
Just because you don't come to church, it doesn't mean that you stop developing as a disciple. Just because you don't attend a physical church, but you go online, doesn't mean that you don't develop as a disciple. You still need to be part of a small group. I encourage you, be a part of a small group, be a part of uh, some kind of online effort. If a church has an online ministry effort that allows you to connect. And then even if you are claiming membership of a church that is in a different city, that does not mean that you should not connect with the local body, even if it is just for fellowship or just go and volunteer with the church that is local so that you can stay around so that you can have the connection, the personal in-person connection with the body of Christ. You don't have to necessarily be a member of that church in your city. You could be a member of Elevation or Transformation or the Potter's House or West Angeles. I mean, you could be whatever it is, you, if that's what you choose to do. But you should connect with the local body as well to make sure that you stay connected. All right. So you're not alone. You're not alone. Your feelings don't hurt God's feelings, but you need to continue to develop as a disciple. Then the last question, the last question, I believe we, we, we tackled this a little bit in a couple of other episodes, but I want to ask this question um, since it was sent out. How do you know when it's time to leave a ministry role? How do you know when it's time to leave a ministry role? I'm going to give it to you in a nutshell because I want to have a full conversation on this in an episode of its own. How do you know when it's time to leave a ministry role? I believe that you know that it's time to leave a ministry role. Number one, if you're called away to do something else, if the Lord opens up a door and he calls you to that, you feel led that God is leading you to go somewhere else. You listen to the voice of God. We see that throughout the book of Acts. The Holy Spirit would lead the, the apostles to different places, which would tell them you need to go over here. You need to do this. Start this church. Start this. Do this. So if you feel led by the Holy Spirit to go, then you need to go. Make sure that you are obedient to God. If the Lord tells you to go, you need to go because it could become miserable if you don't. Ask Jonah. You need to go. You need to go do something. Go do it. Um, another reason. So here's here's another practical reason. If you, you how do you know when it's time to leave when you are no longer effective? How do you know that you're no longer effective when you get to a place? If you get to a place where you are just coasting where you are just trying to cruise out. You don't want anybody to bother. You don't want to do anything new. You just want to do stuff the way that is easy for you, simple for you. It could be that it's time for you to leave. Simple and plain. Some people are in positions way past their effective date. They have expired. They are on the shelf expired over the over the ice storm, <laughs> over the ice storm. Funny thing happened to me. I, I had some snacks in the in the pantry and I was like, OK, I don't I can't get to the stores because it was an ice storm. And and I was like, OK, if I have these snacks and I was about to I opened up one bag of the snacks um, earlier in the day and I was like, OK, I ate it. I looked at the second bag that I had later on. I was like, OK, I'm going to eat some more of these snacks. I looked at the bag and I saw that the date had expired. Now, I had eaten a bag and it wasn't bad. It didn't taste bad. So it didn't alert me to the fact that it was expired. But I looked at the date and the date was expired. Here's my point with that. Even though the snacks were still edible, 
I, I ate them. I ate the, I ate one bag early on. It was still edible. It doesn't mean that it was good for me, though. It doesn't mean that it was beneficial to me. And there are some of us who are operating in roles that our expiration date has passed. You are no longer effective and you need to be honest about that. And let somebody come in who can take it and you can pour into them and let them go on and do what they are supposed to do and ask the Lord, Lord, now, what is it that you want me to do? No longer effective. Here's another reason. How do you know when it's time to leave when you are being used or abused by your leader? Oh, my goodness. Yes. If you are being used or abused by your leader, you need to leave. There is no place whatsoever in the kingdom of God that suggests that a leader should beat his sheep. He corrects the sheep. He guides the sheep, but beat his sheep, cause harm to the sheep. Absolutely not. That person will have to be accountable to God. If you are in a place where you are being hurt, you are being used and abused. What is used? Used mean, means that they are trying to get out of you more than they are giving to you. In other words, they are getting more out of you beyond expectation, beyond your job description, beyond your volunteer description. They are doing more to you. They are abusing your time. They are abusing your energy, abusing your finances. That's a place you need to leave. And then what about abusive? You are being abused when people play with your emotions, when people play and manipulate you into doing what they want you to do. That's a place you need to leave. And I've always said it. That's how I've been able to determine. I've, I've done several things. I've been able to I've worked at different places and served a different thing. And I always know when it's time to go. I always know when it's time to go. I know when it's time to go when I am not if I am not able to do what God has called me to do. If I'm not able to do it and I try certain things to test that out to see, OK, is this just an obstacle, you know, a hurdle I need to jump over? Then that's different. Sometimes you'll get those. But if I see that there is a there is a stronghold or there is something that is preventing me, then I have to pray to the Lord. Lord, OK, it's time for me to go. And you see that throughout the scriptures, even Jesus, even Jesus, the scripture says there were places he did not do miracles because of their unbelief. Oh, my goodness. I wish I could go on and on with that, but I'm going to wrap it up with this. So it's important to understand this. If you're being used or abused in that place, you need to go. So that person, that person that that sent that particular question, I'm going to pray for you. I'll pray for you because I, I see your name. I'm going to pray for you that you will be able to discern what is the season is your season up. Is it time for you to move on? Has the Lord called you to something? But please, if you are being used and abused, please do that. And leaders, if you are out there, please make sure you're not using or abusing the people that God has entrusted to you. Because guess what? You're going to have to give account to that because your job is to equip them and help make sure that they have what they need to do the work of ministry, not to build your kingdom. And so we need to keep that in consideration. I hope these questions, these have been some great questions. These are, this is it. I want to, I want to close it out. These are great questions. These are 
opportunities for us to, to be able to dive into some things. So if you have questions like this or questions about leadership, purpose, anything like that, make sure you email them to info at breakthroughonline.org. Listen, I'm excited about in these coming episodes, we are going to take it even higher as we make our way to episode 50. Episode 50, we're going to do some giveaways. We're going to do all kinds of things as we celebrate. We are going to be 50 episodes in in a few episodes, but this is episode 41 and we thank God for you. Thank you for listening. Please share this with someone and remember, if you have any questions, send them to us and we'll do our best to answer them. God bless you. God keep you. Thank you for joining us on Church Unfiltered. Thank you for listening to Church Unfiltered with Dr. Anthony Cobbs. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss an episode. For more resources related to today's topic, visit churchunfiltered.com or follow Dr. Anthony Cobbs on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. 